I have a confession to make. I know, Father, you're the one that we usually go to confession to, but I have a confession to make. Um, I am not at all a patient person. Amen? Amen. What, y'all saying something about me? Come on. Um, No, I think, so like growing up, I knew this, right? Um, If you put me on a road trip as a kid going to like Disney World, I was the kid in the back. Hey, we there yet? We there yet? We there yet? And my parents were the people in the front going, shut up back there, right? It was horrible. Um, but I am not a patient person at all. I know, I know my vices. I got to learn, right? I got to grow there. Um, I, in fact, like the times a year that were the hardest for me, probably the hardest time of year for me every year is the month of December. As a kid, growing up in December, it's basically torture. Because every kid wants one thing, Christmas. Every kid growing up wants one thing, and that's Christmas morning. They want the 25th to hit so they can run out and get their presents. It got so bad, I used to practice. Imagine this. Like, it's, it's December 13th, and all of a sudden you see me sprinting out of my, out of my room into the living room by the, by the Christmas tree, and like, yeah, and screaming at nothing. And then I'm like, that wasn't good enough, and go try it again and again and again. I, I stopped this whole running thing a long time ago, but you understand what I'm getting at. Like, it was just something that, like, I, I didn't want to wait, so, but I wanted to be prepared. Like, I was one of those kids growing up, again, Mom, watch. Mom, watch. Mom, watch. The worst thing my mom could say to me when I would do that was, wait! And she did it enough. Like, she had that screaming, wait! And everything froze, right? I think, like, so me as a kid, I was like that. But I'll be honest. Like, I don't know if I did something, but I may have poisoned our culture. Because I think today, we're more impatient than we've ever been. Amen? Amen? Like, we're, we're, we're instantaneous. We, want it, we need it now. I don't want to go to the store. I, want to, I just want to be able to hit a button and it show up on my computer. Right? I don't, watch, I, don't watch the season, I don't watch the season of Big Brother all the way through. I watch four episodes at a time. Sorry, that's, my, that's just me. Uh, right? I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch my, my favorite show every week and get left on those cliffhangers like this is us and get left on a cliffhanger and like, what's going on there? And like tears are falling and stuff. No, 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 no. I don't watch the whole season. And then once it's done, once I know the finale's over, then I'll binge. Our culture, our culture has a problem with waiting. Our culture has a problem, I think, with patience. And today, now at the very beginning of Lent, right about the time that every one of us, we've got, we started off with some excitement, probably some energy around those Lenten penances, right? Yeah? And now we're two and a half weeks in, and it's like, why did I say no to Diet Coke for the whole six weeks? But we got to wait until the end. Like we, we, we put ourselves into a kind of a space where now we're locked, we're locked in, we're ready to go. And if we're going to see it through, we've got to wait until the end. Our scriptures today, Abraham, Abram, as he was mentioned in the scripture today, is a good model to us of waiting. 
I think each one of us at some point have had a moment in our life when, with God where God may have said, wait, not yet. And we're like, no, 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 that's not good enough. No, 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 I need an answer now. No, 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 you don't understand. The year's ending and I need to make some choices about my life. But I think every one of us at some point in prayer, at some point in our relationship with God, at some point in our life, we're going to come to a space where we're just going to have to wait. And it's not very comfortable. But today we can learn from Abraham. You see, what we hear about in the scripture today was Abraham making a covenant with God. And what does God say to him? It's the first lines. I'm going to make your family as, as, as big as the number of stars in the sky. Now, Abraham's an old guy and had no kids. And that would have been a disgrace for an old man, for a man to die with no children. And he says, not only are you going to die with children, but your children are going to be a lot. Like your, your family is going to go on for a long time. It's going to fill the earth. And Abraham was like, man, I can get on board with that. I, I, that sounds awesome. So he dives into the covenant with God. Now, from the time that the covenant was made to the time that Abraham had Isaac, there was a span of about 20 years. Now, I don't know about you, but if I made a covenant with God, if I made a promise to God, if God said, I'm going to bless you in a big way, and then said, wait for 20 years, I'd have had a problem. I'd have lost my mind. I would have freaked out beyond belief. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Every day, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And 20 years later, God's going to answer his prayer. I think whenever we hear that word, wait, sometimes in our relationship with God, we probably sit back and there's two, there's two common responses that we may have. The first, if we feel like God is going to bless us, like he was going to bless Abraham, if we know that he's got something big for us in our life and he lets, makes that known to us, whether it be retreat or in prayer or through a season like Lent, if we don't get that answer right away, I think there's two things, two ways that we respond. There's two reactions that we may have. The first, are you really listening? The first, like, are, are, do, you, do you really care? Do you, do you understand what's going on in my life? Do you, are you so disconnected from me, God, that you are not even close to what I need right now? The other reaction you know what? If you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. If you're not going to give me the blessing, I'm going to go find it. If you're not going to answer the prayer that I want to, I want you the way I want you to, I'm going to take it into my own hands. I think Abraham does both of these. At some point during the span of that time, Abraham had to doubt. Abraham had to be, he had to be in this space of, I don't, He's not being faithful. And he followed it up with, with going to Hagar. Now, Hagar, you may not know. I don't know if you're you, you privy to your, to your Old Testament knowledge, but Hagar was Sarah's aide, was Sarah's helper. And she was a concubine. And he took her and had another child. 
But that wasn't the child that God blessed them with. That wasn't the child that God had promised them. That wasn't the child that God was going to build his nation from. The child's name was Ishmael. And to this day, in the Middle East, a lot of the struggle that we have goes all the way back to those biblical times of Ishmael's stock and Isaac's stock not getting along. But God turns in. God, God shows up, and he become, he's faithful. Now, I think what happens, though, is that sometimes for us, Sometimes for us, this idea of waiting is something that we don't want to be engaged in. Sometimes it's we're waiting on God to do something for us. God promised Abraham, and he sat back and was waiting for God to do something for him. But the reality is, is that God, whenever he makes us wait for something, it's not just about the end goal. It's not just about the result. It's not just about what we're going to get at the end. When it comes to God, when it comes to our relationship with God, waiting is also about the journey. Waiting is also being with Him in the waiting. So in your life today, you might have something going on that, you know what, I'm waiting for an answer. I'm waiting for the Lord to do something big. And my question is, how are we waiting Are we waiting for the Lord to do something? Or are we waiting with the Lord as He does something? Are we waiting for the Lord to come into our life in some kind of big big booming way and change something that's been a problem? Or are we inviting the Lord into our life today and letting Him work? That's two very, very different ways of waiting. That's two very, very different postures. That's two very, very different levels of faith. Because quite honestly, when we allow the Lord in, when He gets close, it can be uncomfortable. Because stuff in our life starts to change. Sin in our life gets called out for what it is. We start to grow and become and look more like Him to the people around us. Are we waiting for the Lord to do something from far? Or are we in His embrace waiting with Him to bear fruit in our life? Today, as we come to this Mass, as we come to celebrate and to receive the Lord into our life in a powerful way, it's a chance for us to wait with Him. You know, in our church, the beautiful thing about our church is that our church gives us many ways that we let the Lord into our life to wait with Him. We've got the sacramental life of the church. We come, we receive communion. Jesus comes into our body, into us with us. We get to go to confession and go face to face with the Lord and say like, God, I'm sorry for the ways in which I didn't let you in. Daily, we have have the scriptures available. Jesus is the, so just to give like quick theology lesson, Jesus is the word made flesh. He's the word, y'all. The same word that we read in the scripture. If you don't know where to start in the Scripture, St. Jerome once said it. He said, look, start at the Psalms because everything is in the Psalms. 
If you feel close to God, there's a psalm for that. If you feel abandoned by God, there's a psalm for that. If you're happy or depressed, there's a psalm for that. Start with the psalms and go through. Make the Word of God part of our life daily. We're letting God into the waiting. You know, every one of us has that capability to let God into our life. But in reality, it just takes us a very, very simple word. A very, very simple thing. God's waiting to dive into our life. God's waiting to be a part of your life and mine today. He wants to be intimately involved in every aspect of our life. And all we got to do is let him. But we got to let him work. We got to let him speak. And that may not be the way we want him to speak. That may be giving up a little bit of control. That may make us grow a little bit in patience. You know, when he blesses us with patience, he doesn't give us the virtue of patience. He gives us the opportunity to be patient. Are we willing to wait with God in an intimate and close communion? Or do we keep him at arm's length and wait for him to act? Tonight, let tonight be the first night. Let this Lent be the first time, if you haven't done it before, to let God in to your life. If you're waiting, let him in. If you're mourning, let him in. If you're joyful and excited, let him in. Because that's all the Lord wants, is to be with us, not apart from us.